Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 231. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now, we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. All right, welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 231. My name is Brendan Lowe. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your support. And I am sick. Yes, hard to believe that the common cold still exists, but it does. And uh, I got a COVID test, and thankfully I was negative. So this is just a common cold. (laughs) We still get colds in this day and age, and this pandemic, right? It's very hard to believe. It's pretty funny actually, but um, I have been traveling a lot and uh, there has been some lull in the content production, the education production, but I'm back for a while now. I got sick, obviously. I'm still on the tail end of it, of this. So that's really good. And believe it or not, I actually feel a lot better than I did before, even though I sound, I probably sound worse, but I feel better. You guys know how that is? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, you sound terrible. It's like, I actually feel pretty good, but I sound much worse than I am. This is a great episode. Trent actually did this episode because I've been sick and traveling at the same time, doing both. And he's going to be going over the melody, how to use the melody as a guide in improvisation. And just a couple of housekeeping items because I haven't been. Um, it's been a while since the last podcast, but I am working on an improvisation specialty course right now. And the last time, the last big event that we released was the fact that monthly members can now get access to everything in Jazz Piano School. Absolutely everything for a low monthly price, one low monthly price. And before it wasn't that way, the specialty course area was actually closed off to monthly members. And if you wanted to get specialty courses added onto your account, you would need to pay for those uh, as a separate add-on. But now, with the monthly membership, you could just you get access to all the specialty courses, and <clears throat> excuse me, that includes uh, the Bill Evans Arranging System, Solo Piano System, How to Crush the Blues, Vocal Accompaniment Mastery, Complete Christmas Jazz, How to Play, How to Easily Play Stride and Ragtime Like a Pro, um, Ballad Secrets, and soon to be an improvisation mastery course, which I just sent out an email asking for feedback, asking for issues, problems, things that you want in this course. Because, you know, as an educator, like the teachers always, <laughs> we always believe we know what's best for the students. But in this particular course, I really wanted to give everything that you want. I really want to put everything that you want into this course. Like, I don't want to leave anything out. So if you want something in this course, let me know. And I will add it in, seriously. And I got, uh, we got about 85 responses, which was just incredible. I mean, usually when I ask for certain things from people, uh, from from the audience, you know, I don't usually get that many responses. Probably, you know, 30, 40, 50, but 80, that was a lot. And I think improvisation, obviously, is a huge subject for a lot of people, myself included, when I was 
coming up and learning jazz piano. You know, I still am. It's always an ongoing pursuit, but obviously I have a little bit more facility now. But 80 responses, and that's amazing. So I'm going to gather and um, bring the responses together because obviously we got a lot of duplicates and things like that. But I'm going to add everything in that you request. Isn't that incredible? So no one gets left out. Now, if you don't send in a request, hopefully other people have done... Uh, your due diligence for you, right? And you get what you want because it's going to be amazing. It's going to be probably, it will be, eh, it might be the best specialty course that we have available. Now, obviously, Jazz Piano School includes so much information in the main course curriculum anyway, but these specialty courses is really what I'm kind of building up now is they're going to be like little playbooks, little guidebooks, little specialty courses, right? That's why I call them specialty courses to dive deeper into these subjects for people to master and just go deep with, right? Really sit with for a long period of time, study uh, these individual topics, the main course curriculum success path is there to put everything in a sequential order. Obviously, when you go through the uh, specialty courses, you're not learning jazz in a sequential order, which is good and bad. And my teaching style is more sequentially ordered. And I really believe in that and, and believe that to be the best way. But I know not everyone wants to go sequentially through all the categories of jazz piano that you need to learn. Now, I recommend it. That's going to be best for you, but it does require lots of patience and discipline. And obviously, as human beings, myself included, we want to jump around. We want to go to the fun stuff sometimes. We want to work on different things. We need to switch it up. We need to go for walks, right? We got to break things up. You can't just follow the path all the time. We got to wander off a little bit and then come back to the path, right? That's what the specialty courses are for. So... If you're going along in our success path curriculum, then you want to take a little break, study the blues. You can go study the blues in the specialty courses, come back to the path, right? With a little bit more knowledge. And again, all the specialty courses are now available for monthly members. So if you sign up for a monthly membership on the website, you'll get access. You just get access to everything, to absolutely everything. And you can upgrade to lifetime elite access, which essentially means you just make one payment and you get access for the rest of your life without ever having to pay a monthly subscription ever again. And in this day and age with all the subscriptions out there, right, it's hard to keep track of all our subscriptions these days. Um, that's a kind of a nice thing. It's kind of a nice thing to be able to buy something and just own it for the rest of your life. And obviously, all the courses we release in the future, um, you get access to as well for free without having to pay anything more. Monthly members get that as well. But again, you are paying that monthly subscription rate um, ongoing, right? So it's kind of a nice thing to not have to make any more payments. Anyway, enough enough plugs this is going to be an amazing um, podcast. Trent uh, hasn't done one in a while. And this is going to be on using the melody to guide your improvisation, right? And guide everything that you're doing. Because the melody at the heart of the tune, it really connects to the harmonies, connects to the changes, and it connects to the ear. And I want you to think about how not just the melody in general for the tune, but melodies in general in your improv are so important. They're so important to anchor the harmonies. They're so important to really kind of develop a theme motif through your improvisation. And the more you can use small bite-sized melodies in your improvisation, the better your improv is going to sound. A lot of times when we go to improvise, our ideas and what we want to express, they get jumbled up. And it's like when speaking. When we speak, we can have so many ideas happening all at once. So we might say, oh, oh, I got to go get bread at the store. Oh, by the way, hey, did you get the car fixed? Oh, man, I can't wait to go watch TV t you know, tonight. 
Those are three separate ideas and they have no correlation to each other whatsoever, right? So if you hear someone talk in that manner, it's very discombobulated. You're like, wait, why? You sound kind of, are you okay, right? It doesn't sound natural. It doesn't sound nice and flowy to the ear, smooth, right? So that's what we want to aim and strive for when improvising is a nice, smooth, flowing transition through the harmonies with certain melodic context. And if we're bouncing around from idea to idea super quickly, it's going to sound very jaggedy, jumpy, choppy, right? And that's a lot of what makes improv not sound great. Okay, so I'm going to stop talking here. I'm going to go uh, rest a little bit more, take some airborne. Hopefully I get better soon and I'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy this episode. What's up, everyone? This is Trent with Jazz Piano School. I'm excited to be back doing some podcasts. Um, And today we're going to be talking about using the melody as your guide when practicing your soloing. Um, In in Jazz Piano School, we work a lot on scales and um, connecting scales and chord tones and approaches and all that great stuff. And all of that is amazing and all of that is necessary. Um, But if you only do that, your playing can become a little uh, robotic and formulaic. And we don't want that. We want it to be musical. Um, And especially all these tunes that we play, a lot of them kind of have the same chord progressions. Um, You know, they kind of could sound the same if all you do is play your scales. So what you really want to do is get into the melodies of each of these tunes because that's really what makes them um, along with the changes. So I'm just going to show you a couple ways you can do that. Um, none of this is is really pre-thought except kind of the very beginning because the way I like to do it is just start somewhere, start with an idea, and then go from there and develop it based on the melody. And that's what I'm going to show you kind of on the spot. So, um, But the very first thing is just um, we're going to be playing over in a mellow tone. So the melody is just... Really just that that main line. There's so much you can do just with that. So, you know, when you sit down at the piano, if this is a tune that you're working on, um, then you want to take that opening phrase and, you know, be able to play it from any keys. Uh, so, on the opening dominant seventh chord, the B flat seven. change your rhythm a little bit that's literally just playing um, that opening phrase and moving it around the scale Um, then what you can do from there is um, you can add notes or you can take away notes Um, For example, you could add an arpeggio at the end. You can resolve that arpeggio in different ways. And 
then you can do this all over the next chord. And what I just did, that all came from the melody because that was a natural continuation, but that really has nothing to do with the melody. Um, but instead of thinking about, you know, just doing some approach over chord tones, that what I was really thinking about was playing the melody. And then that just kind of naturally came afterwards. So the point is, um, experiment with the melody, come up with little exercises, and see what you can do. And um, this is a key point. This is what you do in practice. When you're playing, you just play. And you're going to have things that are muscle memory. You're going to have things that you've worked out beforehand. You're going to have all kind of this hodgepodge of different things that creates a, a jazz solo. And that's what makes it jazz. It, it's in the moment. But when you're practicing, you can really think about each of these elements and think about how to stretch this melody in as many different ways as possible. Um, one other thing you can do is leave notes out. So that was adding notes in. But if I take notes out... I can go, so I'm cutting out this second note, and it's just now becoming, I can even cut that second note out and just do, So what I'm thinking in my head is actually, but what I'm playing is So you're kind of concealing some of that melodic line that's there that's coming straight from the head of the melody, but now it's its own thing. And you can play that all the way up over all, uh, you know, all the opening chord sequence. So like... You know, you can do a lot of different things um, just with that motif that you've developed from the melody. Again, we're exploring the phrase, let the melody be your guide, and really uh, applying that to an entire method of soloing. Um, because oftentimes our playing can become mechanical. And again, this is what you do in practice, not when you're playing. When you're playing, you just play. When you practice, you come up with ideas and explore them. Um, another thing you could do uh, with this motif is instead of landing on this note, you can change the interval of the last note. So instead of instead of going up a second, I could go up a fourth. So. then what happens is what I just did is you mix in the motif you're working on with kind of the formulaic thing. So what I was just doing it when it goes to 2-5 to D flat, I went, I went up a fourth, but I went up to the uh, sharp, sharp four here, which is the five of the tritone. And then I just went down the triad. So 
So, and now what I could do, um, once I've uh, kind of got that figure down, I can take that through a series of keys and treat this as its own little exercise independent of the tune now. So let me try to remember what it was. So we're starting on the root, going down a third, walking up, and then going to the fifth of the tritone. All right, so let's try this in D. Now the fifth of the tritone here would be the A flat. Now let's do it in B. What would the fifth of the tritone be? G. Let's try it again. Fifth of the tritone in E would be F. And so on and so forth, practicing that through the keys. Um, so now we're not just practicing on the tune we're working on, but we're practicing um, throughout the keys to become fluent in all key signatures, regardless of what tune we're on and what key we come across. Um, now the next kind of step that I like to do is get my ear training involved and my voice involved. So for example, um, you want to start the phrase based on whatever you came up with. Um, so in this case... So we'll start right here. We'll get to that tritone. And then instead of thinking, instead of thinking, I'm just going to sing. I'm going to sing a note and then I'm going to find it and match it on the keyboard and figure out how to make it work. So, and you can't judge what you sing. Whatever you sing is what you sing. And then you just got to roll with it. And it's really good for ear training and it's good for coming up with lines. So here we go. Uh, so that was just down a half step. So, uh, so. Now, I would just probably resolve it like this. So. Nice. I might not have played that. So now I'm going to play the note that I sang and then sing another note and then resolve from there. So what's this? It's an E flat here. So it's the five. So. And here I could either resolve, now I'm thinking kind of mathematically again, instead of hearing, I'm going, I could resolve down to the root or I could go up to the third. So both of those options would sound like this. Or. And then you guessed it, the next step here is now to take this through the other keys. Uh, now I don't even remember what I did, so I'm just going to go from here. What, what's the five of this tritone here? Be an F. Uh, so you kind of get the point. I'm now so far away from where I was at the beginning of this practice session where I was just going. Now I'm playing. And I've got this whole thing that I've kind of developed all based on the melody. 
Uh, so I'm working on the melody, working on harmony, working on technique. Uh, each of these things you could spend, um, you know, an hour on just working on one little line. Um, but the whole point is you're letting the melody be your guide and you're using that as a springboard to dive off onto. Here's my final analogy for you. The melody um, is kind of like uh, the main highways that surround a city. You know, jazz is a city music. I like to think um, sometimes in terms of navigating a city when I'm navigating my jazz improv. Um, you got to know your highways. you got to know your way around the city. And from there, you can diverge and take your own little paths. You know, if you've got to avoid some traffic, you know, if there's a shortcut you got to take, first you got to explore it and figure it out and kind of figure out your own way around the city apart from the highways. But unless you know the highways, then, you know, if you get lost, you're screwed. You might memorize one little path, but what if there's a traffic jam? What if there's an accident? Then you don't know where you're going. <laughs> or what if your friends go a different way and you don't know you're left from your right, you're north from your south? Um, you got to know the highways. In this case, the highways are the melody. You got to know the melody and then everything else can spring from there. Um, okay, I hope this was inspiring for you. Again, I'm not trying to show you licks or phrases. I'm trying to give you an idea that you can come up with infinite things from the melody, but you'll retain it better when it comes from that melody because you can always tie it back and always have that frame of reference rather than just coming up with a lick and trying to plop and drop it in. Yeah, that's my, my favorite phrase, uh, plop and drop. Sorry, Brendan. All right. Uh, you guys have fun with this. Happy practicing. And uh, I would love for you, if you're a member, to post uh, some of your ideas as videos in the Jazz Piano School group uh, that you come up with from this. All right. Have fun.